Brother Black, why don't you come on up? He's all the way in the back. It'll take him about three minutes to get here. He's doing good. Boy, I tell you what, I should have should have tied that rope to him. We could have been closer. <laughs> he didn't have either end. Oh, well. No, we had a great message this morning, tremendous time in the Word of God, and he's going to come and preach for us. Amen. to tell you what I think of Jesus since I found in him a friend so strong and true I would tell you how he changed my life completely he did something that no other friend could do no one ever cared for me like When Jesus found me, all my heart was full of misery and woe. Jesus placed his strong and loving arms around me, and he led me in the way I ought to go. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so to me with new assurance more and more I understand his words of love but I'll never know just why he came to save me till someday I see his blessed face above no one ever cared for me like Jesus there's no He cares for each and every one of us. Amen. By the way, He not only cares for us in this room, Brother Osborne, He cares for those folks you're wanting to go, go minister to and give the gospel to. He cares about this whole world. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. And uh, it's so wonderful to know a Savior that really cares. Let's open our Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 28. If 
passage that you're very familiar with. In fact, no doubt, many of you could quote uh, a couple of these verses we're going to look at. Matthew 28, and we'll begin in verse 16. Matthew 28 and verse 16. If you have your place in the Scriptures and are able, would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? Good to be with you this evening. Good to see a good crowd back again tonight. I appreciate you coming back. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord now. Here, go to, go to His Word here in verse 16. Matthew uh, 28 and verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to, uh, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw Him, they worshipped Him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Now you saw portions of that passage uh, on that presentation a little while ago. Amen. Uh, we are to go <clears throat> to, the, to, the, to the whole world. Uh, he, he began in verse 16. The 11 disciples went to Galilee and, and into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. Who do you suppose those 11 disciples were? Well, they were the beginning of, of his first church. And Jesus promised in Matthew 16, verse 18, he says, Upon this rock, speaking of himself, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That was the, the beginning, the first members of his church. And he took his church together, took his church there, and, and, and he came and he spake unto them, saying, he says, Now all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. But, but as, you, as you look over in the book of Acts, uh, it's not like he lost his power, but he transferred, he, 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 he empowered his church. And now you and I, his church, have power as well. And he says now in verse 19, Go ye therefore. Now who's he talking to? He's talking to his church. He's talking to the, the 11 disciples uh, that made up his first church. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, he says, I want you to teach all nations. And baptize them. And by the way, if you're not part of his church, you have no authority to baptize. Amen? I mean, this, is, this is given to his church. All right? And, uh, and he, says, he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And then teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. That's the whole book. Amen? Teach, teach them the Word of God. And, and by the way, uh, uh, let me add, the things that he specifically commanded... The, the major command that he gave his church and he gave, gives in his word is, is to reach souls with the gospel. That's the command, and we are to teach them what he commanded us. And, and he, right here is a command he gave to us to go into the world. So we're to teach others to go into the world. I, I like what you're doing, brother, teaching them to reach their people. That, hey, that's teaching them to go into the world. Amen? And, and one day those churches will be supporting missionaries too. Amen? And, and, then, and then he says, teach them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And I, oh, I love the promise. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. He didn't give us a job. He says, oh, go do it on your own, and, and I'll check on you later. No, he says, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. You're not doing this alone. I'll be with you. Glory to God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for the opportunity to be in your house again tonight. Uh, Lord, uh, these are tall orders. And, Lord, you have not rescinded these orders. And, God, I pray that you would uh, give us the courage to do our best to fulfill this command that you've given us, this commission that you've given us to, to accomplish. And, Lord, I thank you for the promise that we're not going it alone. But Lord, you're there with us. You've given us power. You've given us the ability to do this. 
And that, Lord, uh, many times as we look around, we see that we lack desire. Oh, God, I pray you burden our hearts tonight. Now, Lord, I need you. I pray you touch me. I just want to be a blessing to these folks. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, you'll see today as you as you look around at different churches and and uh, some not not necessarily Baptist seem to seem to fall in this area uh, quite a bit. But you you see really you see two concepts. You see um, you see two philosophies. Uh, some folks, I mean, they pour all their efforts into a bu- building a, a, a monstrosity, a huge a huge uh, uh, mega church, so to speak. And I mean, they, 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 man, they just grow and grow and grow and grow. Uh, other churches, it seems like they stay small, but they just keep sending out and sending out and sending out and sending out. And they're sending missionaries and they're sending mission money all, all over the world. And, but yet they don't seem to do a whole lot, don't seem to be concerned a whole lot at home. Uh, what I want to uh, preach and teach a little bit tonight is... Uh, message entitled a growing church versus a going church i want to look at two bible examples this evening why don't we go first of all to the book of acts acts chapter 2 acts chapter 2 and beginning in i will look at verse 41 acts 2 and verse 41 then they that gladly received his word, I was glad I, when I received his word, weren't you? They that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, this was the, the first Baptist church of Jerusalem, if you will. I believe the church that Jesus started was a Baptist church. This was the, this was the, first, the first church, and uh, the very church that Jesus started. And, and, uh, and on this day, uh, they, ha- they had 3,000 folks get saved, and 3,000 people that day got baptized. Wouldn't you like to have a baptism like that? <laughs> oh, that'd be great, but you'd no doubt have to recruit a few helpers. <laughs> I'm telling you what, I'd get tired baptizing that many, wouldn't you? Anyways, uh, 3,000 folks uh, got saved and baptized on that day, and I mean to tell you, they, were, they, were, uh, they, they, they hit the ground running. Uh, back up a little bit to chapter 1 and, um, and look at verse 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. Now, now here at this at this point, this again, this is the church that Jesus started. He he met with them earlier, gave them their commission. There was only only eleven of them right there, uh, and by this point, there's 120, and uh, and he he there's 120 uh, members together, and they were they were told to tarry in Jerusalem uh, until they be endued with power from on high. Jump over to chapter two and verse one, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. I believe the ones that were all accord in one place, uh, I believe I believe that at very least 120 was there. The 11 were there. And, and, uh, and, then, and then the Holy Spirit came down on them and God began to work in a, in a tremendous way. And uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, it says suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. And, and I, I mean, uh, ho, hey, they, they, they really started seeing some things happen. I mean, folks got saved. Three thousand folks got saved that day. Uh, jump over to, uh, to again to verse uh, forty-one. They that gladly received his word were baptized. This is on that same day, the day of Pentecost, and the same day there were added unto them about three thousand souls. Verse forty-two, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. 
Oh, I love, it. I love it when a person gets saved and they want to continue. Don't you? Uh, isn't that wonderful? They get saved, they want to continue. Uh, they, they, they get saved Sunday morning and come back Sunday night. Uh, isn't, that, isn't that great? <clears throat> and and you know, that's, that's, what, that's what these folks did. Now, by the way, uh, I'm glad you're continuing. You came back, you came back Sunday night and uh, uh, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. They continued daily with one accord. Oh, I like the unity in the house of God, don't you? One accord in the temple and breaking of bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, this church was growing every day. I mean, daily, uh, folks were getting saved. Daily, the church was growing. And, and I mean, they, 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 uh, uh, they were willing to give. They were giving the, their, their finances and, and uh, uh, praising the Lord and just having a, having a wonderful time. The church continues to grow. Uh, in uh, chapter 3, a lame man is healed. And, and, uh, and God's still in the healing business today, Amen. That's why we pray. I mean, we, we pray and ask the Lord for healing, and, and many times God does that, all right? I, I don't believe that God gives a man a power to heal, but our prayers are powerful if we'll just take our, take our petition before the Lord so a lame man is healed. And, and then chapter 4, uh, look, at, uh, look at verse 4. Howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of men was about 5,000. 5,000 more get saved. And now he says, that's just the number of men. We don't know how many <clears throat> all total. Uh, I, I, I mean, when you add the, the, the ladies and the children, and oh my word, there, there, there could have very easily been 15,000, 20,000 folks say, saved that day and added to the church. Uh, I mean, they just, they just continued, continued to grow. And, and, and I mean, God's hand of blessing was on that ministry. Now, when, when folks get saved, it's God, amen? And it's God, it's God blessing. And, and it's God putting His seal of approval uh, and, and, and blessing a church. And, and, and that's, a, that's a wonderful thing. And we see this, this church that Jesus started was, was growing just like, just like uh, some churches grow today, amen? Maybe, maybe I, don't, I don't know if any growing quite that fast, but, uh, but I mean, we grow and we see folks saved and they get baptized. They want to they get involved and, and glory to God. Now, uh, go down to verse, um, uh, verse 13. I'm, also, I'm still in chapter 4, verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. You see, the, the preachers there, the preachers in that church had God's hand on their ministry. It, it, was, it was obvious. I mean, people saw them and they marveled. They said, how, how could these men know so much? How could they be so bright? How could they, how could they speak with such authority? And, and God worked through these, these, uh, these preachers. I mean, I mean, God's hand was on them in a, in a mighty way. Uh, drop down to verse 34. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. I mean, they, 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 brought, they sold their possessions. says, hey, I'm going to give the money to the church. Amen. And laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according to as he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, 
and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. I mean, this man sold his, sold his property, sold his home, and, and, and brought that money and, and laid it at the apostles' feet. And, and uh, I mean, the, the, this, this, was a, this was a giving church. God blessed this church in such such a way that that the folks had a willing heart to give and and all oh, we need a willing heart to give today, don't we? Uh, as we are looking at our faith promise and and uh, you all got one of those cards this morning and and I hope you have a willing heart to give. Uh, amen. I, I hope uh, that you have a willing heart to give like that like that first church had. Uh, I mean. You can't imagine uh, a church having it all together like this did, and like this church did, and, and they continued. I mean, that wasn't the end of it. Uh, of course, in chapter 5, we have, we have a fellow that he comes along and he says, Hey, I'll sell all my all I have and I'll give it to the church too. And he probably got a little more than he thought he was going to get and got greedy, <laughs> you know. And and uh, and his his wife, well, she got in on the on the thing too and had a little scheme going. And and they came into the church and they wanted everybody to think that they gave it all. And and well, you know you know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. Uh, God's hand of judgment fell on a couple that lied to the Holy Spirit. Don't lie to the Holy Spirit. Don't lie to the Lord. Uh, you, when, you, when, you, uh, when you put down a, a, an amount, your commitment on the card, don't you lie to the Lord. Don't you lie to the preacher. Uh, this couple lied. And they lost their lives that day. I don't know if God would kill you for lying, but He might. I wouldn't take a chance, amen. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, hey, the church. Oh, the boy. They they just they just kept growing. They just kept growing. Now, chapter six, chapter six, and, and verse one. In those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplied, uh, I mean, you talk about the way they were growing. That was they forget an addition. They weren't adding to the church. They were multiplying by now. There arose a murmuring among the. Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, <clears throat> whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. This this church grew so much that twelve preachers couldn't carry the load. Twelve preachers couldn't carry the load that the church was growing so so much, and so so they had to get some others. Uh, many folks believe that those folks that they uh, those men that they called out that day uh, were the first deacons. It could be the Bible doesn't tell us they were deacons. They may have been, but they were servants nonetheless. A deacon today is a servant to the pastor, a servant to the church, and uh, and these men were were servants uh, for the church to help the preachers. Twelve preachers. Can you imagine twelve pastors uh, in the church and and they and they couldn't carry the load? I mean to tell you, this place was growing. Wow. What a church, amen? <clears throat> How many would love to be a part of a church like that? Glory to God. I mean, growing and by leaps and bounds and everybody's got a, got a heart. There's a spirit of unity and a spirit of giving and, 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 uh, and helpers all working together. And, and I can't imagine 12 preachers serving together and not getting in a fist fight. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I, I, don't, I can't, I, I mean, I can't comprehend. There was even unity among the preachers. <laughs> I, I am one. I, I, a preacher sometimes don't get along. <laughs> I get along with your preacher, amen. I hope he gets along with me. <laughs> oh, boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, what. What a church to be a part of. 
What an exciting church. I mean, they were a soul-winning church, a giving church, a praying church. I mean, they had their act together, right? Except for one thing. Did you notice anything missing? I mean, it's like that would be the church that everybody would want to be a part of. But remember what the Lord told the eleven? Remember what He told them to do? That that commission we, we read we read just a little just a little a little a little while ago there there in in Matthew uh, twenty eight and uh, verse eighteen through twenty we just we just read it a little bit ago. He says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost." This church wasn't going. They were growing. They were a growing church, without a doubt. I mean, by anybody's estimation, this was, this was definitely a growing church, but they were not a going church. They were not a going church. Uh, I mean, they, they, they had everything together, but they, but they, weren't, they weren't going. Uh, look, at, look at Acts chapter 1. You're there in Acts. Just go back a few pages and look at verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all... Now, they were in Jerusalem, for sure. And, and in all Judea and Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. <clears throat> they, they were to be witnesses into the uttermost part of the earth. I, I mean, this church looked great, but God was not pleased. Now, now God was blessing... And when the word of God goes forth and with power, I mean, I mean, hey, any hey, we we have a promise from God that His word will not return void. You take you take the gospel, you take the word of God, you take a gospel tract, and you give it to somebody, and you tell them how to get saved. God's going to work through there, and God's going to get the glory for that. But have you ever noticed sometimes God uses us in spite of ourselves? I dare say there are probably not many of us here that are perfect. <laughs> not, not meant. Well, I, 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 I don't want to say because there could be one. All right, in your mind, okay, there could be one. Uh, but God uses us anyway, doesn't He? God uses us anyway. None of us. We all lack in one way or another. This church was lacking big time in one way, but God, God still blessed them. Every time a soul, every time a soul gets saved, it's it's the hand of God, it's the blessing of God, it's 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 the Lord working. But but they they were they were disobedient in this area. Uh, they looked great, but God was not pleased. So God allowed persecution to come uh, on the church. Uh, I mean, uh, Stephen is stoned. Go to go to Acts seven. Uh, Stephen is stoned, and the and the church is scattered. Uh, Acts seven and verse fifty nine. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this into their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Chapter 8, And Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women, committing them to prison. Therefore they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. And went everywhere preaching the word. Now, 
They wouldn't go everywhere before, would they? So God, God had to get in there and shake them up a little bit. Say, you got to go. You, you got to get out of here. And they did. <laughs> they, they, it says they were all scattered abroad in, in, uh, in, in 8 and, uh, and verse 1. Uh, by the way, compare 8-1 with 1-8. Look at 1-8 again. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Notice those places, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. Now, 8-1. And, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of, notice the places, Judea, Samaria, <laughs> except the apostles. They, they, they were going to the places where they were told to go to start with. They could have gone willingly, but God had to send them, had to stir up the nest and, and say, you know, hey, uh, you, wouldn't go, you won't go on your own. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get you going. God will get, God'll get you moving. And by the way, if you and I are unwilling to follow the Lord, unwilling to go when He tells us to go, uh, He can stir us up. Uh, he, can, he can make you go. Uh, I love that, that song. Um, uh, oh, it talks about, uh, about, about the bees. Uh, they, they came in and they, uh, they, 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 came in, they, they stung them and, and made them willing to go. Uh, God, God doesn't compel us to go against our will. Oh, no, He never compels us to go. Against our will, he just makes us willing to go, <laughs> and uh, you know, B come, B comes after you, you know, and and uh, you may say, uh uh-uh, I'm not going," but uh, they can change your mind, all right. And and when when Saul came in and started sending folks to prison and started wreaking havoc and tearing up the churches and everything, uh, they got willing real quick. And God God made them willing, and uh, and they and they finally went. So the churches the churches scattered. And uh, I mean, to all the all, all all over the place, all the regions of Judea and Samaria, uh, and um, and it says in uh, verse four, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere. Uh, isn't that isn't that what they were told to do in in one uh, eight? The uttermost part of the earth, they went they went everywhere, preaching the word. Now, <clears throat> uh, until this time, by the way, we uh, we only we only read of one church. The, well, as I refer to the First Baptist Church of Jerusalem, with the only the only church we find in the Word of God is the church at Jerusalem. Uh, now, in chapter nine, and notice verse thirty-one. In nine and verse thirty-one, then had all the churches plural had all the churches rest throughout all Judea, and Galilee, and Samaria. These were places they were supposed to go. And they were edified, walking in the fear of the Lord and comfort of the Holy Ghost, and were multiplied. Uh, I, I mean, now we've got now we've got multiple churches. Why? Because the church at Jerusalem had to get out and begin to preach the gospel. Had to go out into other places instead of just just building their uh, their work right there in Jerusalem. And, and so so they they uh, they just keep moving out. Uh, look at um, verse nineteen of uh, chapter eleven, chapter eleven and verse nineteen. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenice and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews also. Hey, a church has started in Antioch. A church has started in Antioch. <clears throat> we'll use Antioch Baptist Church as our second example. 
uh, we we uh, we see these uh, these two uh, uh, these two examples, these two philosophies, if you will. Uh, now here at the church in in Antioch, uh, in uh, chapter eleven, and look at verse twenty-five. Then departed Barnabas for to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. Uh, so here, here at Antioch, they're they're working together. They're seeing folks saved. And and uh, and by the way, they're they're called Christians first first time. Uh, first time they're in Antioch, uh, they begin to act like real Christians. <laughs> by the way, a real Christian cares about the world. You see, sometimes we get kind of selfish. We want to keep it all to ourselves. They were called Christians because they acted like Christ. Christ left heaven to reach a world. Amen. And these folks were willing to, to get out. And, to, and they were acting like Christ. And they were taking the gospel of the whole world, which was the, the heart of Christ to begin with. Uh, missions, the heartbeat of God. It, 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 was, it was his heart. He gave the commission. He gave the church a commission to go into the whole world and reach everybody with the gospel. And so, and so they they uh, they were they were there in uh, uh, in Antioch. They were called Christians there. Uh, look at verse twenty nine. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent it by the elders and by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Now I find this very interesting. I don't know about you, but remember the church at Jerusalem. They had it all. I mean, they were huge. People were, give, people were selling their lands and giving their money to the church. And, and people were, were giving everything. I mean, huge offerings. Thousands. I, I don't know, maybe 20, 30, 40, 50,000 uh, or more people, members. I mean, they had everything you could imagine. They had a dozen preachers, a, a, a bunch of uh, deacons or helpers in the church. And, and I mean, man, they had it. They had a welfare program in the church for the, for the widows. And, and I mean, man, they, they, they were they just, man, they had it all together. And now the church at Antioch is taking up a collection to help the poor folks back at Jerusalem. To help that church that didn't care about missions. Hmm. What happened? This church at Antioch, history tells us it became a major hub of Christianity. How many of you love your King James Bible today? Oh, a precious book, isn't it? Thank God for our Bible. You know where the manuscripts came from? They came out of Antioch. They came, they came from Antioch. The church that obeyed God was put in charge with the Word of God. And, and, and if you hold the King James Bible in your lap today, you have part of the heritage of Antioch. Amen. Glory to God. I, I, mean, I mean, hey, uh, folks, we've got a going church. Now, we read about a growing church, and, and every one of us would love to be a part of a church that's growing like that. Wow! But they weren't going. And God wasn't happy about that. And He had to come in and break it up and make them willing to go. And the, the church just never recovered. They just never recovered. 
you probably know of churches that, that used to. You fill in the blank. But sometimes sin got in. Sin got in and messed up the work. The folks got disobedient to God. Not necessarily in the area of missions, but whatever. They got disobedient to God, and maybe the members got to fighting and feuding against each other. And, and I mean, that church just, just fell. And, you know, they, they just, many times they never recovered. They never, this church of Jerusalem just never really recovered. Oh, they remained a church, and they continued on for many, many years. I'm not sure how long, but they continued on for a long time. But, but they were in need of help. And the mission church at Antioch was sending finances back to help those folks in Jerusalem. Hey, we can, we can build a great work here, but if we don't reach the folks out there, one day what we have here will crumble because we're disobedient to God. Hey, a growing church versus a going church. Well, which is, brother, which is, which is, is the right, which is best, Brother Black? Which one do we want? Do we want do we want a going church or do we want a growing church? Uh, hey, you you said it's one versus the other. Where where do we want to fit in? What's our what's our goal? What's our what's our what's our uh, our, our game plan here? What do we want to be? I mean, we, what we we find both in in the Word of God. We'll go back to Acts one eight again. Look at look at Acts one eight. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. What's that next word, church? Both. Both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and under the uttermost part of the earth. Hey, the answer, folks, uh, do we want to be a going church or a growing church? Well, glory to God, we want to be both. We don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to hold to one side, and we we don't want to hold to the other side. We need both. And I'm not trying to say we just need to be balanced and make sure we don't give too much to missions, and but but, but make sure we don't do too much soul winning. We want to make sure we keep a balance. No, we want to go all out for missions. I mean, we want to reach the world with the gospel of Christ. But but we want to go all out in our soul winning. We want to reach every street in our city. I, I did that backwards. Over oh, there's missions. We want to go all out for faith, promise, mission. There's your thermometer. And, and we want, hey, we want to go all out. We want to reach every city, on every street on the map. Glory to God. We want to reach our community. All out for both. We can't slow down and pick and choose and say, well, this soul I'll reach and that soul I'll reach and, and I'll put some money in missions and then I don't have to then I don't have to go knock doors or all the No, 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 no. He said both. We're to reach them all. Now, hey, I'm not opposed to large churches. And God's not opposed to large churches. Remember, the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. God adds to churches, and God, God's okay with a big church. But He's not okay with a big church that doesn't go. We need to do all of it for the glory of God. Now, now some churches get a me-first mentality. Well, we'll support missionaries when we... You fill in the blank. We'll take on a missionary. A young church may be starting out. We'll support a missionary when our pastor is fully supported. got a problem with that I got a problem with that hey he said both he said it's not me first 
When I'm satisfied, then I'll reach the world. When I reach my community, then I'll reach the world. No, no. He said, he said, Ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the most part of the world. And by the way, you read that, you read that verse, and that used to puzzle me. I always thought, and I'm not real bright, and especially when it comes to the English language, I uh, thank God for an English teacher. <laughs> she has helped me a lot. <laughs> but, hey, uh, uh, I'm not real bright, but when I think of the word both, I usually think of two. He uses the word both, and I know our King James Bible is perfect. I, I know it is. So when I don't understand, I know the problem is me, it's not the book. And, and so I, I, I'm looking at that, and I, and I say, well, why does it say both? But then he gives a list of four places. I got to looking on a map, and I think I got it figured out. I could be wrong, Pastor, but I think I, I, think I got it figured out. Uh, notice what it says. Both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the almost part of the earth. Well, when I, got, when I got the map out and I started looking at it, I found Jerusalem. And you know what? You know what was the area that Jerusalem was in? Judea. Uh, you know, Judea would be kind of like the county. It'd be kind of like uh, Summit County. I started to say Stark County. I live in Stark. Uh, it'd be, it'd be kind of like the, like the county that you live in. It's the area around Jerusalem or around Akron. All right, that's, those, those are folks you see every day. You see the folks in your county every day. Now, you, may, you, might, you might not just see the people in your city, but, but you see the people around. You work with the folks. You, uh, uh, you, you uh, do business with the people in, in your area, close, relatively close to your home. But then I, I began to look, and I, and I found Samaria. Now, Samaria was a little farther away. And, and they didn't have cars and trains and planes. And to get to Samaria, if you're going to Samaria, you're going to pack a lunch. You're going to be gone for a little while. You don't, you don't just pass through Samaria. You, you make a point to go there. It's out of the way. It's away from home. And, of course, the uttermost part of the earth, I mean, that's, that's far, far away. Both. Both the people you see every day in your community, around your church, and the folks that you've got to go out of the way to reach. That's the folks in southern Ohio. That's the folks over in the eastern part of the state. That's the folks uh, 100 miles to the west of us. Uh, that's the folks up in Canada. That's the folks in South Africa. That's the, fo- that's the folks all uh, the places you don't go every day. You're supposed to be reaching the people that you see every day. That's soul winning, church. That's, that's personal souling, telling people about Jesus, carrying a pocket full of tracts at all times. Never leave the house without gospel tracts in your pocket. Never leave the house without gospel tracts in your pocket. I, I, I won't own a shirt without a pocket. I'm serious. It doesn't, what, what, what good is it? If I can't carry gospel tracts in that shirt, what, what, what good is it? I, I, and never leave the house without gospel tracts. Why? Because somebody in your, in your Jerusalem or your Judea you may come in contact with and you can hand them the gospel and you can give them a witness for Jesus. You're supposed to be doing that every day. We're all supposed to be doing that. But while you're doing that, while you're reaching the folks around you, you're saving up your faith promise for Sunday. Sunday comes around and you put your commitment in, you put your money in, whatever you promised every week, putting that in there. Why? Because you're also supposed to reach the folks you don't come to every day. You're supposed to reach the folks that you, that you may never see. 
all over the world. Yeah, we're supposed to be doing both, for, folks. Not, not, you don't, it's not a pick and choose. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a pick and choose. Uh, hey, uh, th- these, these churches with this, this attitude that, you know, I'm going to take care of me first. Hey, hey uh, no, we have a problem with that. By the way, uh, that's not this church. You folks don't have that attitude. And there could be some individuals in here. I, I hope not. I hope if, if, if there are, I hope you, you come to the altar, get your heart right before you leave this place tonight. But, but this church as a whole, I guarantee you, this church doesn't have that me first mentality. You see, you need a building. That's, that, that, that building over there, the carousel, that, that's a need. That's a, this is a wonderful facility that God's provided with you, but you, you, need, you need to get out there. Yet you're spending a week to focus on others. Now, some might say, "Well, Pastor, we just need to take we just need to take part of that faith promise and put that toward getting out in that other building. We just you know we don't need to be taking on any more missionaries. We got a job to do. We can't give more to missions because we we ought to be giving more to the building fund, and we can't do both. No, 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 no. That's not that's not the mentality of this church." The mentality isn't me first. The mentality is God first, the world first, others first, and we're going to let God take care of our needs. And glory to God, He does that. Go with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke 6. Look at verse 38. I trust many of you can probably quote it. Luke 6. In verse 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now, this concept works in your life. This concept works for churches as well. If I give, it will be given to me. If I if I quit giving to if I get get it right here if I quit giving to faith promise missions if if I quit giving to that and I and I focus entirely on on my Jerusalem I start keeping it all for myself and I'm not giving if I give it'll be given so I can reach my community it's God's plan it works by the way this works this works with you personally. Oh, I can't afford faith promise, Brother Black. I, I, just, I just can't. Give and it shall be given unto you. You, you, trust, you trusted the Lord with your tithe. I, I'm assuming, okay? I, I, could be, I could be wrong. There could be somebody here that you're not trusting the Lord with your tithe either. You need to trust the Lord with your tithe. You can't give the faith promise until, you, until, you, uh, uh, until you've learned to tithe. You say, Brother, what do you mean, Brother Black? I can write down whatever I want to write down. It'd be like, it'd be like, uh, uh, it'd be like ordering a pizza. The pizza driver comes and, and he brings the pizza in and, and you and you give the you give the pizza driver a, a two dollar tip, but you don't pay for the pizza. That's not going to fly. You're not going to work that way. Don't you tip God with your missions offering and steal His tithe. The tithe belongs to Him. You owe the tithe. The missions is purely optional. That's between you and God. That's an offering. Where have you robbed me? In tithes and offerings. The offering is an optional offering. You don't have to give to missions. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> you don't have to give to missions. But if you want to be blessed, you will give to missions. You won't have God's hand of blessing in your life unless you're caring about others. Because you see that, you see that commission that we read? 
what makes up the church? I said, I said this was the church he was speaking to. Well, it's not this building. I mean, this is a furniture store. <laughs> it's not the church. You're the church. You're the church. And see, if you're not giving, God's not going to bless you. And God's not going to bless this ministry. And if the church, the people, if the people won't get involved in faith, promise, missions, I'm sorry, it's going to be a long, you think it's been long, it's going to be a long time before you get out there. Because you're not doing right by God here. Luke 6, 38. Oh, it's a tremendous verse. It'll work with your time, too. <laughs> given it shall be given. I don't have time to come back Monday night, Brother Black. I don't have time to come Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't have time to go on visitation. I don't have time. I don't have time to get up early and come to Sunday school. I don't have time, Brother Black. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down. When you when you give your time freely for the work of God, God will make that time that's left over. It'll make it. He'll make it go farther, just like he makes just like he makes that ninety percent go farther than a hundred would have. <laughs> you the tithe, you know what I'm talking about. When you started tithing, didn't things go better? You had less money, but it went farther. The same thing will work with your time. You give your time to the Lord. You get. You say, Lord, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm, this is a biblical principle. It's it's the law of sowing and reaping. If I give to the Lord. My time, if I give to the Lord my finances, if I trust God, God will, God will bless me. And, 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 and it's not always a financial blessing. Oh, there's a lot of ways that God blesses us, and I am blessed. I want to tell you here for sure. I am blessed tonight. I thank God for the way He's blessed my life. Remember why your church is here. We read it in Matthew 28. You saw it on the presentation back there just a few moments ago. We are to go into all the world teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Hey, we're to, we're to, be, we're to be going and going and, and uh, uh, I mean, growing, going, sending, giving. We're to be doing all of this. Amen? Uh, I mean, uh, hey, uh, some folks say, well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have to give. I mean, I, I don't have to give to missions. I go soul winning. Well, glory to God, I'm glad you go soul winning. But, but uh, hey, is the soul, uh, uh, is, 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 is your neighbor more important than those folks we saw on the, on the pictures a little while ago? Uh, by the way, uh, maybe you'll say, well, I give to missions. I don't have to go soul winning. Pastor, I, I, just, I, don't, I, don't, have to, I don't carry tracks. I don't, I don't have to do that because I give to missions. You check my record. I'm faithful. I'm faithful missions giving. You, you trying to tell me that, 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 that those individuals we saw in the pictures tonight are, are more important than your neighbors? You trying to tell me that God loves them over there more than he loves the folks you see every day? No, he loves the world. God so loved the world that he gave. God loved the world, so he gave his son. And you love the world. He's not asking for your son. He's asking you to carry a pocket full of tracks and tell your neighbors about Christ. He's asking you to, 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 to put a little bit in the faith promise offering to try to reach the world with the gospel. Let's stand with heads bowed.